I've been waiting to start the podcast to do this. Yeah. Okay. Fridays oh. Fridays is for cracking open a cold one with the boys. <laughs> <gasps> I'm so upset or I would have had a cold one with me. Oh, I should have. Why did I? Next why didn't you next, tell me? I don't know. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm I didn't so know. sad. I, I feel like an asshole now. Like I was no, like, yeah, fine. crack open a beer. And then I feel like a dick for that's not fine. telling you to get. It's, it's fine. Sh- it's Schoferhofer. Bless you. Schoferhofer. Yeah. Um, it's the German grapefruit beer. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds it's, delicious. It's so fucking good. It's the only beer that I will drink because I'm a little bitch and I hate uh, beer. That's fine. I've been drinking a lot of uh, Salty Dog IPAs recently. Because they're like $10 for a six-pack instead of like 15 for my favorite IPA. So I'll take it. I mean, any IPA is just absolutely disgusting. So you you could have it. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> I just like IPAs a lot. It's fine. That's fair. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because you're Irish redhead and I'm not. So I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I like Guinness. So. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I like Guinness when you do the, um, we're not going to call it. What it what it's actually called? Because that's the racist. car bomb. Yeah, that's racist. Yeah. Don't say that. Okay, um, because that's like the terrorist thing that they had. Yes, because yes. Northern Ireland fucking hates everyone. Right. I mean, it's so, fair. Yeah. So, um, so I like it when they do the Guinness and then you drop mm-hmm. the the Baileys into it. That's nice. the only time I drink the Guinness. So then it gets like foamy and disgusting. But anyways. I've never had one of those. Are you for real? Yeah, hundred percent for real. I've never had one. You you have to chug it, otherwise the the cream curdles, curdles and it's disgusting. Gross. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I like my uh, like Bailey's Irish cream and coffee, or like other things. It's a great hangover cure. Ew. Because you just keep drinking. Because you keep drinking. That's wild. Yeah. Let's Welcome not- to my ginger household. Uh, that's what my brother and I would do when we were younger. If we had a, legitimately, if we had a hangover, we'd just add some whiskey to coffee and go. <gasps> you heathens! Don't, don't you do heath- that, children. Don't that's do that. That's illegal. You can't, you can't keep drinking. Like I knew that was a thing, but like, oh my god! Yeah, because it's just enough alcohol to take the edge off. It's it's not a good idea. Don't do it. Let's not but, let's not know. do that. Okay, so moving right along with Zoe giving us bad advice of you know putting whiskey in your coffee and stealing witches' headstones. Um, yeah. I have two topics. Um, okay. I have I have a discussion topic and then I have a personal topic. <laughs> which which one do you want to do first? Uh, the first one. The discussion. Not personal. Yeah, the discussion. I want, okay. I want the discussion. I want the discussion. Know. Okay. Yeah. So you know how sailors and like the seven. Yeah, it goes back forever, right? Right. Um, I can't even say like the 1700s, but like you know how there's records of sailors going out in the ocean, coming back and being like, "We encountered sea monsters Stuff. and yeah. the kraken and this giant tentacle monster thingy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, the discussion is, and you, you probably need to Google it, which will be you know like the weirdest Google search that will show up in your browser history. Um, okay. The actual tentacle monster thing that sailors were <laughs> she's at the ready <laughs> is whale penises no i just want to see a picture of the whale penis Hold so on. is the loch ness monster just a whale penis is the first that's, thing that that's up? that's where i was actually gonna go next so apparently it's so big <laughs> it's so big so apparently male whales 
will flip upside down on the surface of the ocean uh-huh. with a fully erect penis, which can be up to seven feet long. And when they're upside down, their 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 fins are also up, and it looks really weird. And you're like, "What the fuck is that?" Wow. You know. And then they just are full 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 mass hanging out of the water, and it's like, "What the fuck is that?" And then what? apparently this ki- this kid on TikTok, like who does like a bunch of like animal skits. Yeah. He was talking about it. He's like, oh, yeah, the Loch Ness Monster might also just be a whale penis. Yeah, there's actually a picture on Google that's like, is this the Loch Ness Monster? And it's just a whale penis next to a picture of Nessie. Yep, because uh, wow. Loch-, Loch Ness is connected to the ocean. Yes, it is. So it, so it could have been a whale that swam up, swam up and then wanted to show its its little, you know, weird It's It's little. I did wrong. Yeah. It's a big dick. <laughs> It's big dick. That's what I wanted to do. So, wow, yeah. Okay. Well, I disagree. I don't think Nessie is uh, a whale dick. No. But, um, wow. I'm... But if, so, so like all the serpents and stuff, because if you Google like uh-huh. other just whale penises and you see like a serpent or this long thing, it could also be like, I don't know, a whale, whale penis attacking a ship. I mean, whales are fucking massive. So I, it would, yeah. I wouldn't put it past it. Things with penises do weird things with their penises, so I don't the, know. I think the weirdest thing about this entire conversation is not is, you know, the Loch Ness Monster, uh, a, a whale dick, is the fact that people uh, stuff whale penises and, like, mount them on their walls. That's the weirdest thing about this conversation. What the fuck? That's all I'm seeing is, like, pictures of whale penises, but then also people have, like, stuffed them and put them on display in their homes. So... That's a little weird. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> what? That's on the Google page. Why is that guy holding a stuffed whale penis for $6,000? Yeah, I know. That's the first one. And then there's, uh, like, on the next line down, on mine anyway, there's, like, it's mounted on the it's wall. It's mounted on the wall. Why is it fuzzy? <laughs> Why is it going off of the wall? Why is it not along the wall? What the fuck is this? I need, I'm done. Okay, so we're no, done. you brought this upon yourself. Yeah, so, I didn't I think mean, we were. Like, <laughs> I didn't think we were going to go in this direction. So uh, you know um, me, the famous. You know I don't give a shit about the my famous, history. Oh my god, I'll, I won't let your mom go through your history. So this, the famous sea serpent story, might actually be just a whale penis. That's really funny and could potentially be the thing. That's hilarious. Isn't oh that my weird? Goodness. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. Actually, it's fairly surprising. So I thought that would, re- if I had to have my life enriched, I thought I would enrich yours with that and, and the listeners. Well, well, thank you so much for that. I definitely yeah. needed that in my life. Yeah, because the gods let me live another day and I decided to make it everybody else's problem. Yeah, that's, yeah, it definitely is going <laughs> to now be everybody else's problem. Because uh, there's, there's videos too, so you can see videos Why? of like, Why? of uh, whales <laughs> just, just, just gliding right along. With their full with their penises out. Okay. Wow. Well, anyways, also a fun hmm. fact. I got told that it's not pronounced Loch Ness. It's pronounced uh, Loch Ness. Loch Ness. Well, yeah, but I'm it's, not Scottish. It's, it's with a phlegm. Well, I, was, I, was, so. I made friends with a Scottish fellow that we'll ah. have a story from. And he was like, because I, I mentioned Loch Ness in the last episode. He's like, you mm. said it wrong. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. Well, how do you pronounce it? So he sent me a voice thing. He's like, it's pronounced Loch Ness. And I was like, oh, so Loch Ness. Gotcha. Oh, my goodness. And then, and then <laughs> he got mad. 
Understandably. So, I mean, yeah, I was an asshole. But we don't we don't we don't flim here in the States with our words, so that's true. We just say everything kind of slurred and put together. So, <laughs> so that's yeah. more our style. Okay. So moving along are we done with the whale penis? Because I didn't think you uh, were gonna Yeah. I didn't, I didn't you didn't think, you think gonna, I was gonna Google it right now? I didn't think you were gonna run with it as far as I was thinking you were going to. You know me. Do I? I yeah, mean, apparently shit. not. Okay. Maybe not. So so anyways, okay, we are gonna move on. Um <laughs> The personal thing is, is that I know that episode 31, which had the, mm-hmm. the spiritualism Wicca, and I was like, I don't know, like, I'm really sold on this witch thing, right? Yeah. And I'm like, am I gonna? Am I not gonna? I don't right, know. Right, but right, right. A- anyways, I bought two books. <laughs> I bought two Hell books. Because yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it a shot. Um, I bought the Wicca Starter Kit mm-hmm. by Lisa Chamberlain. Nice. And I bought the... What did I say? Wicca starter kit? And then I bought the Witches starter kit, also by Lisa Chamberlain. I got them both on Amazon. Hell yeah. For $15, and I'm super excited, and I'm going to read. I was like, actually, I was reading it. That's why I was a little bit on time and not really before I showed up, because I was reading it also, um, which I also it's think is fun. Yeah, I also think it's really funny that I also got the books and I started reading them on, what did I say today was? Oh, uh, that thing that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Two episodes I ago. Fuck up the pronunciation of uh, every time. Well, Pergus well, not. Yeah, well, per- well, Pergus not. Yeah, because tomorrow is May. So yes, it's the so eve of today May. is today is um, a Halloween party in Germany. Ooh. So yeah, I thought that was really funny that I actually got the books today and started reading them. I think that's that's pretty convenient, pretty cool. Actually, yeah, it's pretty I'm a fan. Yeah coincidental yeah so that would be cool um because if we remember from episode 31 how long does it take to become a wiccan a year in one day mm-hmm. one day year yep. one day so so you're are. gonna get to celebrate the next year yep may 1st next year on if may i keep 1st. if i keep mm-hmm. going with this so that's really cool i also mm-hmm. ordered tarot cards ah! those are gonna be here on monday they're so fucking pretty oh my god i'm excited for you thanks and i also had buyer's remorse because i saw way prettier tar- tarot cards well, let me let you in on a secret. You you can have multiple sets. I know. Okay. But they're That'd fucking expensive. Like, the oh. ones that I want are $50. Ah, that's not terrible. It's only $50. It's only $50 for a stack of 78 cards. Yeah, see? That'll be fine. For, for paper. That's less than a dollar a card. <laughs> oh, that just hurt my... That just hurt. Don't say that again. <laughs> Jesus. You're welcome. Imagine I did not... <laughs> regular deck of playing cards is fifty two dollars. I would dollar suck. card Ooh. for paper. Thank you. Ooh, I didn't. Bad. I didn't need you to put it into perspective like that for me. You're welcome. That's how I live my life, man. I gotta put things in, into uncomfortable perspective. Uncomfortable. Okay. You want to know what is also in uncomfortable perspectives? Always scary stories. Woo. Is it scary stories or spooky stories? It's spooky tales. Oh, today. well, we're, we're doing spooky stories. Okay. Is it spooky stories or spooky tales? I it's forget. spooky tales. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. It's fine. Anyways, it's fine. I'll change that. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. okay. All right. Um, actually, so this time we're going to flip to see who goes first. Ooh. Yes. Okay. So what Alrighty. do you want? Um, heads. Eh. I would like. Tail, I go first. <gasps> 
Okay, okay. I mean, that's, um, that's fine with me. Okay, so really. if you like what we do and you would like to support us some more and help us out growing our podcast, you can check us out at our Patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. We have the, I always forget them, investigator tier where you get a shout out on our podcast and uh, added to our close friends on Instagram. And Ooh. that's the $5 tier. And for a $7 tier called the medium tier, you get access to bonus episodes. Now it's raining. Okay, sorry. Oh, it's, I, still, I was like, w- what's happening? Uh, there's a, a wind advisory in effect. So if you hear like whoosh, it's like my whole apartment <laughs> is 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 rocking. It's really scary. It's been like this all day. Okay, so we have if the, the medium. Whoosh. whoosh um, <laughs> medium tier for $7. You get everything from the investigator tier plus bonus episodes. And we will send you a sticker. Woo. And the bonus episodes are pretty lit. Heck yeah. Yeah. Okay. Heck yeah. So are you ready for this? I am. Okay, so we're going to do five stories because six stories was really long. Yes. And and then that was a trial run. So we're I think we're going to stick with five. Yes. Um, and also people aren't sending in. It, people are, have a hard time sitting down and writing out the stories, which I understand. So Yeah, because, yeah. you know, life gets in the way and makes you do things. So that aren't. Fine. Yeah, so it's cool. So we got enough to do 10. So I think 10 is a happy medium. Yes. Okay, you ready? Yeah, yeah, tell okay. me, spook me, baby. So so the first first story that we have today is from yeah. Tara Barnes. She sent hey. in <laughs> Thanks, Tara Barnes. She sent in she sent in her her spooky story. And she was super cool. She was like, I'll get it to you. I was like, Don't worry about it. And then she's like, No, I'm being an asshole. I was like, No, don't worry oh. about it. So she she sent it. So here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> I have recently noticed that my house's energy has been changing, not in a, oh my God, I think we have demons, call Zach Bagel Bites kind of way. <laughs> I, I add a Bagel Bites, she said Zach Bagans. Um, she said kind of way, just shifting. I was talking about some of the noises I've been hearing, people talking, music, which which I need more, I need more information on that. Yeah, I need to know. Like, what kind of music? Like polka? Because yep. that's definitely a demon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um. <laughs> My daughter comes over and says, I have been seeing shadow figures walking past my door at night. I keep thinking it's you. I get up and look, but there's nothing. I kind of laughed. it's you. I kind of laughed it off and said, no, you don't. And she said, yes, I do. I asked her to tell me what she felt about them. She said, I don't really feel afraid. It's more that I see them and they look busy, like they're doing things. But I don't feel scared, just like what the heck is happening? So I looked okay. up shadow people and I guess they can come and do mundane spiritual tasks for us. They can, however, be a bit restless if they feel that they aren't being noticed. So it helps if you thank them for the work they are doing and give them jobs to do. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's not, we're not done. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that part's kind of nice. The second part's a little bit creepier. Um, okay. Because children are great for who has children, but, but fuck children when it comes to seeing ghosts. Because okay, they can yeah. say some creepy ass shit. I should also mention that this is the second time the shadow people have caught her attention. Oh. Prior to moving here, we lived in a home that also had some paranormal activity. One night, my mom and I were having dinner and chatting. My daughter comes up to my mom and asks to show her something. At this time, she's about five. My mom goes with her. About two minutes later, my mom comes back around the corner, eyes as big as saucers, and says, Tara, Kaylee says to me, Grandma, can you open the door? She says... Why do you need the door open? Because they can't open the door. Who can't open the door? The shadow people on the other side. They don't have hands and can't open the door. My mom freaked the fuck out they and at this point says, 
I think we're just going to leave the door closed for now. I'm glad I learned about them briefly, but oh man, a bit different for sure. They don't have hands. So Tara is from Haunted Housewives podcast, and you I can love that name. Yes, and uh, to her her partner in crime, uh, Carly, is the one who introduced me to, to who did the tarot readings for us. Hell yeah, thanks, yeah. man. So so the both of them are at haunted.housewives.podcast on Instagram. Super cool. These have their own like Instagram accounts. And they also do a bunch of like witchy stuff and it's it is super cool. Super cool stuff. I really like the both of them. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I don't okay, now, like now they don't they don't have hands. <laughs> they don't but... have they don't have hands. How do they do tasks if they don't have hands? This this there's a loophole in this. I don't understand. Ugh. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna think about that at two in the morning. <laughs> when I see some, when I think I see some, a shadow in the corner of my room, I'm gonna be like, okay, that, that they don't have hands. Just open the door. That's all they want. Don't sleep with the door closed. Gross. I have to for fear. Why? Oh, for fear. Because what if what if something else is in my house? Oh well, I can't because of the cat. No, that's just, true. Yeah. He'll eat the door or something. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. So my first story is from Mike, Mikey Bowser at Bump in the Night Society. We had a story from them last time, I believe. Um, and their story title this time is Who Slash What is Tony? Mm, good old Tony. Okay. Good old Tony. So it starts, static electricity shoots through the air of the second floor isolation chamber at the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Stinging my brain as multiple entities' voices push through the white noise generated by my sweeping spirit box. Some of the voices are still terrified and desperate from the uh, tortures they experienced being chained to the floor of this chamber, but only one voice in particular screams out in a calm tone as he announces his presence. Tony. That's the beginning. That's disgusting. Okay. The entities start to chime in with, hello, Tony. So, like, in a room, and this one spirit is like, sup, I'm Tony, and everybody else is like, hey, Tony. It's like a shit awful <laughs> AA meeting. What the fuck? Yeah. So then it says, as in most spirit box sessions, I didn't hear this until reviewing the evidence. To most, this Tony entity could just be a charismatic patient who dominated the room when he makes his presence known. But I know better. Ooh. He always declares his name is Tony Curso or Kurisic. Um, I can never make out what he says when he brings up his last name, which is kind of spooky. I don't like that. Eh. However, by the inaudible last name and the familiar voice tone, I know it's my traveling companion. Excuse me? My first experience with Tony occurred shortly after my wife and I moved into our house. We kept hearing phantom footsteps above us while we were in the basement or below us when we were in our bedroom. And then one day I was lifting weights in our basement and a child's footprint on our basement floor out of the water that, like, came from nowhere. What? I don't like that. While stationed on my first floor living room working from home, I kept hearing things moving around in the basement. So I took my newly acquired spirit box down into the basement on my lunch break and had a plethora of entities begin to intelligently communicate with me. However, the first entity to come through with a hello mic and later introduce himself as a legendary Tony Curso or Kurisic. So I'm so th- no. It's no. in his house. As soon as somebody comes through and says my fucking name, yeah. I am bong ripping so many incense and yeah. cleansing yeah. herbs. Holy shit. That's cool. That's cool. No. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony's in his house now. Uh, so 
Introducing himself as Tony, dominating the room like he always seems to. Given the insane amount of intelligent responses, I decided to do a second spirit box session in my basement at 2 a.m. the following morning. The energy in the room grew heavy in an uncomfortable wave of emotion, with at least 12 separate entities coming in intelligently and even saying extremely odd things. Only one seemed to captivate the entire room. Tony! A few months later was the Transelegany lunatic Tony encounter. And then the one below. So Tony's in his house, and then Tony shows up when they do the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum investigation. So he just, he just riding along. He's just hanging out. Bro, get a priest. <laughs> there should not be 12 spirits in your fucking basement. Ooh. Oh my god. I would, I, would, I would simply pass away. I would I simply just, die. move. I would simply just not exist anymore. Oh well, I mean, god. from what it sounds like, even if he moves, Tony's going to go with him priest no so That's, i mean there's, yeah. there's that oh jesus okay Ooh. okay go ahead go ahead so in this is the next experience in the room is a bed surrounded by beaded necklaces hanging from a curtain track attached to the ceiling men is an offering to the spirits of mary virginia a former patient at hillview manor with the heart of a child so now he's at hillview manor okay after using a rem pod to communicate with her i decided to throw on my spirit box and see if she'll talk with us after a few female electronic voice phenomena occurrences, out comes a Tony, and I immediately shut my spirit box off and asked my teammate, Sean, did I just fucking say Tony? Sean immediately asked the, en- the entity, if you're Tony from Mikey's house, can you turn the REM pod on? Tony responds through the spirit box with, that's too hard. We haven't had a chance to review all of the Hillview Manor evidence yet, since that's going to be a documentary evidence release for a later date, but I'm excited to see if Tony shows up again. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) He comes in like a wrecking ball and for whatever reason demands attention from the other entities in the room. Why? What is Tony? Is he a malevolent entity that will eventually have me saying red room with my pinky in the air before taking control of my consciousness? Or is Tony a spiritual ally that will stand beside me to do battle with negative entities I encounter on my paranormal journeys? Is he attached to my being or does he simply reside in the frequencies of my particular spirit box? As of now, my pregnant wife has banned me from doing any more spirit box sessions in our house. Right now, I'm reviewing my evidence from our time at Bel Air Demon House in Ohio to release our second documentary. Tony hasn't showed up yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if he emerges from the shadows to make his presence known. Thanks, Mikey Bowser from Bump in the Night Society. So, like... That's pretty That's pretty good. That's good. And, I, and like, I hate it for me, <laughs> but I need you... To do, I need you to do a secret, secret uh, spirit box session in the basement. No, do not do that until your wife gives you the okay. That's a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I need I more Tony. Advocate. <laughs> I need more Tony. That's just not for me. For like uh, over there, for wherever like you're at. Everywhere, everybody else, right? Yeah, for for everybody else, I need Tony. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Oof. Oof. No. I feel like he follows you. I don't feel like it's just in your spirit box, because why would he be attached to the item over you? But that's just me. Because I I listened to another podcast the other day, and, like, spirits Mm -hmm. will attach to people who acknowledge them. Exactly. And and sometimes even acknowledging a spirit will, like, allow them to, like, detach themselves from a place and allow them to kind of, like, have a different energy and to move other places. Which is why, if anything spooky ever happens in my house, I literally am just like, hey, no. If you're going to do that, you're going to have to pay rent. Right. No. I'm I'm sorry. 
Ooh. So sorry. But anyways, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's <laughs> give me goose chills. Yeah. Okay. So my turn. This Kill one me. comes from, I think it's pronounced Amador Paranormal mm-hmm. Team. So this 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 particular human being sent to me their mess. Their, uh, actually just like Instagram DM'd it to me. And I was like, okay, here we go. So this is what they said. It's about my life. It really happened to me. It was October 13th, 1998. I was four years old. This person was 22. Um, okay. And was living at home for a while after college. I wasn't getting much sleep, so I took some medicine to help me sleep more. But I forgot one day that I already took took them and ended up taking more. My body went into shock and my heart stopped. I died in my bed. I felt my soul leave my body and I could see right through the walls. I could see other spirits walking around. They asked me why I was there in their realm. I told them, I don't know. A day went by. My mom and dad came home and they broke my door down, found me laying on my bed. My mom was crying and my dad was calling 911. It only seemed like minutes had gone by. The EMT showed up and put my body on a stretcher and started carrying me out. While I saw my body leaving, I also saw a dead cat in the wall. It was all skin and bones. I saw other body... I saw others going through portals and mirrors. They said, follow us and we will show you where to go to find your body. So I went with them. I was wearing a white t-shirt and white pants and white shoes. I could see everything clear as day. I could hear everything going on around me. I had no pain, but I was worried about my mom. As soon as I got to the hospital, my body was being put into a bag and was around other spirits and other dead bodies. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Other dead bodies. Okay. All right. Because we're the morgue now. Okay. Okay. This woman called my name and said, it's too early for you to be here. You must go back now. So I got back into my body. Oh my God, I woke up and my heart was pounding so hard. My entire body hurt so much. I've never felt so much pain in my entire life after that happened. They're they're in they're in their thing. Like they're in a bag in the wall. In like the cooler. Yep. Uh, I yelled really loud till someone came out and found me. They asked me why I was in there. I told them I don't know. I couldn't walk. I was paralyzed from the waist down and it took six months to learn to walk again. After I woke up in the hospital every night and every morning I could hear spirits walking and talking to me and other people and other spirits around me. Some spirits could tell me that they had been given a job to watch over me as a demon protector. I still see them today, all 13 of them. They watch over me and tell me what's going on with other people. They jump into my mind and give me dreams of the future. Some are so scary, I hope to God they never happen. Almost all of my predictions have come true, and that's my scary but true story. It's got. It's what got me into starting... The paranormal investigations. Holy shit. So I asked him, because I was like, no, 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 We're not. Absolutely not. We're not just stopping there. So I said, did you actually die? Like, you died, died. And he was like, yes. And then I came back. And then I was like, did you? I didn't understand the story. And I was like, did you actually wake up in the body bag? Or were you still home? And he said that he woke up in the body bag. Holy shit. Yep. Like, that 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 has touched on a, a very deep, intense fear that I didn't know I had until right now. Yep. Being being in a body bag zipped up, those things you don't have a zipper on the inside. Nope. Oh. And they're they're meant to seal everything, everything in. Everything. Yep. They're uh they're heavy duty. Holy shit. Okay. Um. <laughs> that's that's gonna also fuck me up at two in the morning. So, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I, 
for that. I think I think we're fucking each other up. So that's uh, Amador underscore paranormal underscore investigator on Instagram. Well, now I know why you're drinking on this Friday. Yeah. Now I know. Are, <laughs> man, I'm going to tell you something. The last story I got is going to fuck okay. you up. Okay. All right. So, cool. So, I mean, this cool. ain't nothing to the last story I got. So that's why I'm actually drinking. So go ahead. Right. Your turn. That's that's cool. Just the, the existential dread has increased <laughs> exponentially. Thank you. <laughs> that's perfect. Woo. All right. So my second story starts... I have been investigating the paranormal for seven years now. I've investigated some of the most haunted locations in the country, Waverly Hill Sanatorium, Hales Bar Dam, Ashmore Estates, and many more. However, there was one place that changed my view on the paranormal completely. In Central City, Kentucky, sits a massive 30,000-square-foot building not many people know about. It's known as Wielden Manor. Our first investigation was just me and two other members in my team, Frontline Paranormal. It was in July of 2017. We consistently were seeing shadows moving the entire night. It was almost as if the spirits in there were trying to separate us, which they have been said to do to other investigators. That fucks me up. I hate it when they, like, try to separate. Mm, nope, mm, nope. Any any separation doppelganger help me? No. Absolutely not. No, absolutely the fuck not. No. Mm-mm. Why? Why are you trying to separate? Nope. Okay, go ahead. Mm. Near the end of the night, we tried communicating with some of the more playful spirits by doing an EVP session and asking them if they wanted to play hide and seek. (laughs) No. If they're trying to separate, you don't do that. Oh, God. All right. We heard a whisper followed by light footsteps leaving the room, and we all listened really closely. About five seconds later, we hear a massive bang that shook the entire three-story building. We all thought someone was trying to break in and went and searched the entire building. I accidentally left my recorder on the table rolling, and after we had left, we captured laughter on the audio. We searched the building inside and out and found nobody. That's that's rude. That's a rude-ass ghost. That's ridiculous. Oh. The second investigation was in February to, uh, 2019. During the night, I felt something was wanting me to investigate the basement alone. I convinced my teammates to let me go down there alone and Bruh. do an EVP session and run a K2 meter. Bruh. I was, absolutely not no (laughs) i was asking questions uh to make itself known and with my own ears i hear a deep growl at the end of the hall i got frustrated for some odd reason and was getting really angry that it wasn't showing itself the next thing i knew i was grabbed on the back of my leg i thought it was a teammate messing with me because i felt it felt like a handprint but nobody was there when I turned around. The growl that I heard with my own ears was not picked up on my EVP recorder. I got to cold chills real bad. I'm going to throw up. <sighs> All right. Oh, my God. Okay. I feel Wilden is haunted by many intelligent spirits, including one or maybe even two malevolent ones. It is a paranormal investigator's dream to experience a place like that, but it's also one place I will never step foot into again. And that was from ATW Paranormal Research. So feel free to go find them. Because, um, ooh. <laughs> uh, um, no. Yeah. No? Uh, I, I don't want that. Anything that's, like, bad, I'm good. I'm super good. I no. don't I don't need this in my life. Don't no. touch Don't touch me. Don't, so she don't uh, grab my fucking leg. Like, why no. are you reaching down like that? Are you reaching no. out of the depths of hell? Like, I don't need to know this. Because it, it also, like, like, what I envision... What happened is something grabbed, like, the calf muscle, because if you go for that, they're not going to be able to run. Stop it. Stop it. It was in my brain. I had to tell you. 
I had to get it out. I had to let you know what I was thinking. Oh, you had to make it my problem now? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Just like the whale penis. Oh, God. So, here we are. Yeah, that was my mistake. Okay. Yeah, I, I tried to make it your problem, then you turned around and made it my problem. You're welcome. All right, so my next story yeah. is from Belmont Paranormal Society. And this is what they sent me. They also sent pictures. Oh, yeah. So I, I included those in the notes. They're pretty cool. Oh, yeah. My most intense experience with the paranormal was when I went to Gettysburg last summer, <gasps> which is where we're going next week. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, guys. You, I can't even handle it. Eh, okay. Ooh. It was late at night. And I was on a ghost tour of the battlefield. The tour guide took us to a tree where supposedly a woman named Ida, mm. Ida, I'm going to go with Ida, was hung. Right when I went up to the tree, I felt this static in the air. The closer I got to the tree, the more disoriented I felt. When I touched the tree, I was holding an EMF detector in my other hand. Right when I touched it, I felt this jolt of electricity flow through my hand and the EMF detector went all the way up. Right when I let go of the tree, the EMF detector stopped. Oh, after no. that, after that, we went to the Eisenhower Bridge, where five documented suicides occurred. Why are bridges so fucking haunted? I don't understand this. I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. After that, we went to the. Yeah, okay. I saw this figure out of my peripherals, and I asked it to touch me. No. I started to feel an icy, stabbing feeling on my right shoulder blade. The. <laughs> Your faces are doing it for me. The tour guide took out his infrared thermometer and my shoulder blade was nine degrees warmer than my left shoulder blade. That's because something punched you. Mm, even better. That Later that night, I took my shirt off and there was four, four inch scratch mark on my shoulder blade. The burning only lasted a few hours. So by the time I got back to the hotel I was staying at, I could hardly feel it. Later, I was reviewing photos and I found this full body apparition on the Eisenhower Bridge. It's the best photo evidence we've captured, and it was amazing, eye-opening experience. I got, I got the picture of the scratch marks on his shoulder blade. They okay. are in, I, they're in my notes. Okay, I'm in your notes right now. And keep scroll down; you see both pictures. And the apparition of the ghost is in my notes. Get the fuck out of here, Frederick! <laughs> Absolutely, the fuck not. Who are you with your little boots in your hat? What the fuck? Get That's out a person. Of here. Yeah, that's, that's a fucking person. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. It almost looks like he's breathing out and you can see like the difference in the air and his breath a little bit up to oh, the yeah. upper right hand side. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I fucking yeah. hate it. That also might be a tree, but that's a person. It could be a tree. I don't know. But either way, I don't <laughs> like it. And like you can see the bridge through his, the like his leg on the left hand side. Like you can see the bridge, but you can obviously see it's uh, like dis distorted. It's a fucking person. I don't like that. I don't like yep. that at all. Thanks for uh, ruining my day in the best way. In the best <laughs> way. So yeah. Okay. okay. So that's <clears throat> five stories. Okay. So that okay. means we're at our mid roll. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Okay, Bam. thanks. Give me a minute. Bam. <laughs> You're fine. Um, this is the part of the podcast where we give shout outs to any new Patreon members, but we do not have any this week, and that is quite okay. But if you would like to give us a little support, if you would, if you if you would like to not do any monetary support, that's totally fine. Uh, head on over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, that. And leave us do a rate and review, or you can just rate ratings cool and then if you're on Spotify, listen to us. Be sure to smash that follow button, and anywhere else you listen to us, please be sure to do the thing. Because if you like what we do, please rate and review. Wee, 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 wee. All right, your turn. 
Okay, all right. Spooky baby. My my third story. My third story. Uh, Starts. I'm investigating the second most haunted hotel in Colorado, the Patterson Inn in downtown Denver, which we haven't covered yet, but we will one day. I had two days of investigations at this location with some interesting results. First, this hotel was on the TV show Portals to Hell, but they didn't get much. I stayed as I try to do, in the most haunted room in the hotel, the Biltmore Room. Jesus. Ah. It is said to host the spirit of Catherine Patterson, Senator Thomas Patterson's wife. The basement bar is said to be haunted by the late senator himself, and then there is some in the DB room, which I don't know. Decibel room. I don't know. Uh, Deliberate butts. Uh, Nothing else. Deliberate butts. There we go. Uh, the db in oh here we go the, oh all right trigger warning for just trigger warning jump jump 15 seconds if you need to uh the db in db room stands for dead baby uh, you glitched out i'm so sorry what'd you say the db stands for dead baby oh we were making yeah. fun of it i'm so yep. sorry shit oops here we are do you want That's me to edit that out? We don't read forward. It, it doesn't matter. That's what happens okay. when we don't read forward. Ugh. You were supposed to read this. Uh, here we are. Okay. So that room has a story acknowledged by nearly all as a myth, uh, which is that Miss Patterson buried her stillborn baby in the basement. There's no evidence of this, nor is there any records of the event. Oh, uh, okay. I feel a little bit better. Me too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nevertheless, the story behind the hotel intrigued me enough to go investigate. I arrived to the hotel where the managers have the exact same name as my wife and I, Eric and Scott Allen. That's a little sketchy. That's, I don't know. I don't like that. That's god awful. I hate Bobby that. That's Mackey level bullshit. I don't like that. <sighs> huh? Huh? Nope. Okay. Uh, so I know at least one strange thing exists here. <laughs> We're off to a good start. We're Here we go. Good. All right. I ask about experiences, which everyone seemed to have at least one. It's important to note that historical buildings almost always have a feel of history about them. There was not at all a creepy vibe about this place, just that feeling of being in a historical space. As always, I checked for anything that has been placed to give off electromagnetic waves. I checked for any recording devices, and it was during this check that my K2 meter started to go on the fritz. It was strange. I switched to the standard EMF detector and continued on. I found nothing in the room, but did note that the radiator gave off tremendous energy. That's weird. I did my first night investigation, where I picked up some strange sounds on my audio recorder. I had this strange thing pop up on my camera and bob up and down on the left side of the screen. Uh? Here's some Uh? parenthesis. Uh? They were not bugs, as they were big... Excuse me. There were not bugs that there were that were that big or visible in the hotel, and honestly, it had been dusted everywhere, so it's not like it was dust or bugs. So that was strange. But things became even more creepy and weird in the basement. It's always the basement. It's always the fucking basement. Ooh. I went to the bar, and honestly, it was super comfy room. It wasn't pitch black dark, so my eyes adjusted well to the space. I did think that at some point I heard the door rattle. This is actually coming back. But there was no proof of such a thing on any equipment. There were some potential EVPs, but too low to make out clearly. Upon entering the threshold to the DB room, it was pitch black, and I only had my IR camera as my eyes. The EMF detector jumped immediately to red. Honestly, I don't remember what number it jumped to, but it was very high and turned the device red. Yep, that's, own- high, that's high enough. That's high that's, enough. That's, 
that's uh, that's oh god um my only regret is that the detector was not on the camera i looked around the room for a source of electricity to trigger the device because as far as more reliable in my opinion than the k2 meter after staying in this pitch black room for about 20 minutes asking questions with no response I left to investigate the lobby and then up to my room to investigate some more. Nothing else weird happened that night, and I joined my wife in bed and slept ever so comfortably. Then there was the second night. The fucking second night. <laughs> you know the you know the ball was going to drop at some point, right? Well, here it is. Yeah, I was about to say, like, we're, this has got to go somewhere. I was like, oh, that's such a nice, sweet little investigation. That's so cute. Whew. I spent the day uploading data from the first night investigation, and I hear a hetero couple in the room next to me arguing the whole damn day. This is important. That's why it's in here. This is important. Then the wife or girlfriend, whatever, leaves angrily, and the man ends up having a conversation with their kid on Skype for sympathy points or something. I don't know. (laughs) But the the eight hours of the day this played out while I was uploading and going over the data from the night from night one, taught me that the walls are very thin in the Biltmore room. Well, my wife gets to the hotel from work. She's too tired too tired to investigate with me, which is fair. So I'm on my own for this investigation. Normally, if it's super dull on the first night, then I don't have high hopes for the second night. Nevertheless, my hopes were pushed up for me. I do the same routine, but this time with different equipment. I have a thermal camera instead of the IR, but I had an audio recorder and an EMF detector with me. I learned that a temperature difference on two sides of an old door can cause some weird expansion and contraction, especially with humidity. So I wanted to make double efforts to ensure that the barroom door was closed. Both of my audio and my thermal camera have evidence of me securing that door. I spent about 30 minutes down there. Not much is happening. I go to leave the bar area, and the door is unlatched. Upon review, you can hear the door unlatching on the camera and audio while I'm walking around the room. Again, I am a skeptic, so that tidbit of knowledge about the temperature messing with old doors is a logical explanation, but even I have to admit it seems pretty thin. That's... no, I'm sorry, but temperature cannot make a whole fucking gear turn to unlock a door. I'm sorry. No. Be skeptical, my dude. (laughs) (laughs) So I go back to the DB room and honestly, nothing whatsoever happened in there on the second night. I just stood there and spoke to the air for about 20 to 25 minutes before going up to the lobby. The fact that it's called the DB room is fucked up. I agree completely. That that should be not happening, but okay, go ahead. That that should not not be the name of that room, especially if there's no like evidence to support it. But here we are. I found out, or I find out that there is a chair in the lobby that makes the EMF detector go crazy, which is weird because it's a chair. Anyway, it's 1 a.m. and I'm tired, but I can't seem to figure out why it's giving off a reading. People have said that they feel paranoia in the area and sitting in those chairs, which told me EMFs are strong there and likely a physical explanation. But tired brain needed about an hour to figure that out. It was an outlet on the floor giving off huge EMFs. I did tell the owner the next day, EMFs are to cause, known to cause dizziness, paranoia, nausea, headaches, even hallucinations if they're high enough and the person is sensitive enough. Correct. Which I didn't know. That's kind of cool. Yes. Um, if you don't, the, the metal panel on your breakers. Yeah. Oh, that's why the plate's there. That's why the plate's there. If you don't, if you have it open and you walk by it, it can fuck with you. Like if you consistently are doing it. So that's why oh, that's you gross. need to keep the metal plate on and keep it closed. I didn't know that. That's kind of gross and weird. Here we are. Yeah. Okay. There you go. 
So medical experts in Switzerland published a paper suggesting a need to research this more for the sake of MRIs and CT scans. After I lost an hour doing this, I realized that I was too tired to continue, and I went up to my room to go to sleep. I turned everything off and carried in my gear. As I enter my room, I hear a female voice. I immediately turn on the audio recorder. I go to put it on the room chair so I can get the rest of the gear back on. While it was on the chair, I back up into my suitcase and apologize for leaving the room in the mess. I didn't get much else. I didn't hear any more voices other than upon entering the room. So I just went to bed after 30 more minutes of trying. Upon going over the audio recorder a few days later, when I apologized for leaving the room a mess, a voice over mine stated, come, there's trouble. Like that. I have a logical explanation, which is, again, the walls are thin. It could have been a different woman with the man next door. It could have also been someone outside, which you could hear loud people outside, but not so directly. My only thing is, who the hell in the 21st century says, come, there's trouble? No one. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, absolutely No one not. says, come, there's trouble. And why did the voice sound like it was beside me? Ugh. I accept uh, that the logical explanation is not a good one. What do we think? And have we ever heard EVPs ourselves? This is from BS Paranormal Investigations, Scott Allen. So thank you, Scott. Legitimately, you have spooked me a little bit. Um, I don't know. Like That's a... I think there's I think there was definitely something there with you just because nobody talks like that. Yeah. Nobody no. talks like that. No one talks like that. No. Um and as far as the door unlatching, I don't think that was expansion or contraction because that typically doesn't happen in metal locks. So No, it has to be like several hundred degrees to Yeah. Cause enough I mean, expansion or contraction. Or maybe fifty. I mean unless then. the door wasn't locked, maybe it was just like pushed to. I mean, maybe the door could have, I don't know. I guess it would depend on if, if the, if that happens often, like if it's something that happens all the time, it could definitely be something like within the wood. But if it's something that doesn't happen often, I would say it was probably something else. Okay. But. We have to go on a paranormal investigation. Why are we doing this? This sounds like so much fun. We're going to Gettysburg. Yeah, I gotta see if, I gotta see if we can do a night tour or something. And then we can, Blake's gonna come with. So we're so excited. Oh, Jesus. Okay. We're gonna Let's have see like if no... I can borrow Polaroid, actually. Actually, yeah, because yeah, we have no my mom equipment. Has one. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm excited. We'll talk about it. Okay, so my next story, yes, is from the Beyond Paranormal. Ooh. This is the this is the one that I was like, absolutely no, 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 no. Okay, ready? Okay, okay. So I was about seven to eight years old when I became a believer in the paranormal. My family moved into this old Victorian house that was literally a combination of four houses that were actually destroyed in the great hurricane of like 1902 in Galveston. Ooh. 1902, 1903. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, okay. So this place was super creepy and everything was so old. The front door was solid oak and had stained glass with bits missing and the doorknobs were missing. We couldn't put new ones on because the holes were a lot larger than normal doorknobs you see today oh it had eight bedrooms and four bathrooms so after about a month living there there is that that is when stuff really started to happen that's when they started to notice some stuff my sister was the first to claim ghost and nobody believed her and i was the second so i'm laying in bed one night i stayed on the second floor atop the stairs and i heard what sounded like bowling in the attic I heard the balls returning, the pins crashing, and even smelled cigar or pipe smoke. What the fuck? <laughs> I, that is such a strange paranormal thing to hear in a house, is a I bowling mean, alley. 
No, because it, it used to be several other buildings, right? Several other houses. Several other houses. Okay, yeah, that is a weird thing to yeah. hear in a house. Okay. I ignored it the first time, but a few nights later, I smelled the cigar smell again and thought it was my older brother because I was hearing shit in my room. I rolled over and covered my face with my sheet. I was drug out of my bed. Absolutely the fuck not. No. I was I was wrapped in my bed sheet being drugged down the stairs to the entryway through the dining room into the kitchen. No. I was screaming and it was like no one heard me. I was yelling because I thought it was my brother being mean and trying to scare me. But when I got to the kitchen, the, the sheet just seemed to release me and go flat. I sat there for probably five seconds to listen for, footste- for footsteps of my brother running away, but I didn't hear anything. I took off running to my brother's bedroom upstairs and I find him asleep in his bed. I run to my sister's room downstairs and she was asleep. I couldn't believe what happened. Of course, none believed me until other things started happening in front of the entire family. Doors opening and closing, fireplaces burning with no firewood or gas. And this all started within six months of living there. The entire family were believers after this. That makes me so anxious. No. That is from the Beyond Paranormal on Instagram. Jesus Christ. That is, that's what I was, when he was like, I was drawing out of bed. I was like, no, 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 no. Nope. That's uh, that's trauma for the rest of your life, sir. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. That's big D demon. No, nope. I'm good. That no, absolutely. Uh, no, I'm good. I don't need it in my life at all. I'm good. Uh, woo. Okay, I'm never sleeping again. <laughs> and this this is why I lock my door. Not like it's gonna do anything. It's not gonna do anything. Cause the the shadow people need you to open it. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right, so story four uh, starts out, hello there. Hi. Hello, it's nice Hi. to see you. Hi, hello. And then, uh, I have a creepy story for you. I'm very pleased, thanks. <laughs> Last year, I was looking for a place to explore, being that I make haunted and exploring videos. I was with two other people at the time, and we found an abandoned 24-hour clinic. Here in Indonesia, it's like an urgent care. People who do, or some people do pass away in these places. Oh, I don't like that. I, oh. Nope. Okay. Uh, We parked the car and me and my friend got out, leaving our third friend in the car to be a lookout. We had to jump a gate because we didn't have the proper permission to enter. That's Uh, all right. (laughs) Grip a ripping and sip it, boy. (laughs) Just go. It's fine. Oh, I'm glad you're, you didn't get arrested. That's good. That's a plus. Yeah. I'll drink to that. So once we entered, it was a creepy vibe. There were things left behind and immediately we started hearing noises. As my friend and I were surveying the area, we made it back to the back of the building. To our right was a long corridor with rooms. I could hear what sounded like voices from the far end. I was nervous because we were there without permission. And here in Indonesia, you can get in more trouble with the locals than with the police. Oh, that's not good. Oh, okay. not good at all. Never mind. We decided to walk toward the sound when we were both heard something from behind us. I turned around and saw a white figure staring back at me. I told my friend to look and he also saw it. Now the part which is even more scary is that the white figure seemed to be peering at us through an open door. The door then closed and I began to panic, thinking there were people in the building and that we were going to get in trouble. My friend then walked towards where we saw the white figure and said to me, there's no door here. It's just a wall. What? Turns out whatever we saw played a trick on our minds. 
Unfortunately, during this time, I was not recording because we were simply doing a survey. Not putting two and two together, I thought it was a guard or local who saw us and said we gotta go. We both left the building and jumped over the fence. I was so shook up over this that I took a step forward not seeing where I was and a huge hole in the ground where the irrigation system was. My leg went in and I fell almost up to my hip, hurting my knee in the process. After I got out of the hole, we walked along the side of the building to triple check if there was a door. There was not. Whatever we saw that night terrified me and I never went back. I want to go there again so bad to make a video, but I want to get proper permission to explore next time. Hopefully, I will go one day to try and find out exactly what it was my friend and I saw that night. I've been to many places to make contact for my channel, but this place was terrifying. I have another story to tell, which took place in my own home. Oh, no. I thought, okay. Yeah. Okay, first off, first off, yeah. for, for it yeah. to make a door that wasn't a door. Yep. No? To make a solid wall look like a door and that it was standing in the door. I have never. Have you ever? No, I've never heard that before. I don't like it. After all of the Zachary Bagel Bites episodes you have watched, not even me. Yeah. Never. Never. I've never heard something like that. Never, ever. Woo. Okay. All right. So what? what's the bonus? What's Give me the bonus. I need it. Okay. Crying in my bathroom is what the title is. <laughs> I almost choked on my beard. No, I know you did. Okay. While I was in the bathroom, I was about to exit when I heard crying. Now, my light's currently broken in the bathroom, so it's dark. I heard crying, but it came from behind me. I thought my wife was crying. She was not. I exit the bathroom and ask my, my wife why she's crying. She looks at me confused and says, what are you talking about? And that's when the chill went down my spine. <sighs> I tell oh. my wife that I, what I just heard and now she's freaking out. She tells me that in Islam, in Islam it is said that Jin likes to stay in the bathroom. Jin, J-I-N. Yes. The bad thing. Yep. I heard a very low crying sound from behind me. I think something's in my bathroom. I think it's living in my house and it's not nice. I've got full body like everywhere chills right now. My back is just woo. Yeah. This is not the first time something strange has happened, but this is the first time I've heard crying in my bathroom. I uh, I hope things don't get too crazy here. That's my story. I'll update you guys if anything else happens. So they ended, it, they ended it with, you can see my videos in haunted locations here in Indonesia by visiting my channel, West Meets East Indonesia. And then there's a link. Uh, thank you for taking the time to read these. I wish you guys the best of luck. <gasps> Thanks. Thank you. That's very sweet and also very spooky. Yes, I also found them on Instagram and was like, yo, bro, I need it. Beautiful. Yeah, he, he, he said he was from New York and then he went over to Indonesia. Oh, nice. Rock on, yeah. man. I was like, bro tell me the things that you've That's seen with your eyes and now i regret hearing the things that he's also he's heard, heard. A, a low crying voice from behind him <sighs> in his bathroom i'm That's, so thankful up. so thankful that there is nothing in my apartment yeah that's good yeah it's very good yep yep Oof. yep okay you ready to cry yeah yeah give it th- this me. this legit made me cry okay this comes from the scottish fellow that i was talking about his name is mm-hmm. jay mm-hmm. Uh, you can actually hear him tell this story on the first episode of his podcast called the salty speculation hell yeah he's the yeah so he's a scottish fellow and it's about an hour into the episode if you want to go back and hear it told in a scottish accent definitely that's that's fun that's fun so and he also tells it so much better 
Heck yeah. So so I transcribed what he wrote, and here's here's what I got. Okay. This is something that actually happened to me, so it's not a story that I researched. This happened. I don't have an explanation. I can't explain what happened. All I remember is the fear that came with it. The story was genuinely the most terrifying thing that has ever happened to me. It was my 17th birthday. Back then, I lived in this little village that was just off the Thames River, and that was just outside another larger city about a mile away. It actually was like uh, two and a half miles away, actually. Okay. I met up with five friends in college in town to go to have some fun. I remember that we went to my friend's house, listened to some music, we had some food, and later, as all teenagers do, apparently, I wouldn't know, uh, they paid, we paid a gentleman to go into a store and buy us some beer. Not a lot. We had enough to buy, yeah, we had enough to buy eight cans to split between the five of us. So we had a few drinks, just a beer and a half at most. I'm Scottish, so the amount of alcohol was completely irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) We walked around and had our drinks, and at about 12 o'clock at night, we decided to go our separate ways. There was one friend who was staying with me that night because of how far away he lived. We will call him Geraldo, and he also went through this as well. Anytime I try to speak it, to try to speak to him about it over the next few years, he would absolutely refuse to talk about it. I never pushed him to talk about it, though. Me and Geraldo decided to go home. We decided to walk it because we didn't want to spend the money on a taxi. Mm-hmm. The walk between this village that I lived in and the town was essentially one either one long road that went into the town or there were train tracks or there was a wooden walkway that was on the Thames River itself. It's so gorgeous, especially during the day. They, they took that way home. Uh, mm-hmm. And we've talked so many times that we could tell you all the leaves that were on the ground. That's how well we knew this path. Now, the main road was straight, and this wooden path was not. It was a windy little path that goes around a trail, and there's a steep bridge over the Thames. It was absolutely gorgeous, and the point is I knew this walkway, and I knew it very well. Okay. So we were walking this wooden path past midnight now. We have a little bit of light from the street lamps and a little bit from the moon. We had enough light to see just enough. We were walking down it and we were in depth in a conversation when Geraldo just stopped mid-sentence and went, what the hell is that? My eyesight isn't the best, but I say, shit, what is that actually? In the middle of the path, I say about 15 to 20 feet in front of us, there is what I can only describe as a large mass, just thick, dark mass. Not making any particular shape, but it was about 12 feet tall. And Geraldo's going, what is that? Now, my eyes are trying to adjust to it, and I'm thinking, is that a tree or something? Well, no, it's in the middle of the path, and I know this path. There was no trees in the middle of the path, and I'm saying, what the hell is that? Geraldo then says, that's moving, which was weird because there was no wind. Even the trees weren't moving, and he went, that is moving. And I said, no, no, stop. We took a couple steps forward, and at this point, we were thinking our imagination is just running off. And then we heard this whooshing sound. It was like the sound the wind makes, but with no wind. Nothing was touching us. There is no feeling of wind, but there is a noise that is making the sound of wind. Well, that's enough to scare the shit out of me at the time. And I turned around and went, what the hell is that? Geraldo went, it moved again. I looked up, and sure enough, this 12-foot mass has now started to turn as if what we were what? looking at was the back or something. Absolutely fuck not. No. Like it hadn't noticed us. Then the whooshing sound happened again, and it was now aware of our presence. This thing turned around, and the whooshing started again, and I was going, what the fuck? 
I turned to Geraldo to ask him, what the fuck is this? The only thing he said was, run. Smart man. He was considerably faster than me, and I just remembered running after him. I had a bag filled with presents, and I chased after him. We got maybe a half a mile down the road before I really started to die because I'm a smoker and I'm not the fittest person. I stopped for a minute, and I'm like, Jesus, what the fuck? Geraldo looked up, and not even a minute to catch our breaths, and he's going, run. And I'm like, what? And sure enough, there it is again. It's in a different position. This black mass of something is closer. It's now closer. I just gave myself cold chills. It's now closer than when it was when we when we first ran away from it. So I panic and I run. We eventually get to the little staircase, old concrete stairs that lead to a bridge that goes over the Thames. The stairs themselves have about 35 stairs going up onto the bridge. We ran up the stairs, and we are now in the light of one of the street lamps, so we now feel comfortable with the light on us and are now on the main road. At this point, my lungs felt as if they were ready to fall out of my throat, so I needed a breather. Geraldo sat down next to me, and he's going, what the fuck was that? And I went, I don't know, but it chased us. Whatever the fuck it was, it chased us. We caught our breath, and we thought about, after five minutes later, that maybe we just scared the shit out of each other. But why would we do that? We were having a perfectly normal conversation. Granted, we were in a dark wooded area, but we were having good conversation. We had no reason to worry because we knew the road so well. So why would we have made this thing that we saw and reacted to in such a way like we did? And I know for me, the thing is that scared me the most is that I could explain what I was seeing. And because I couldn't explain what it was, I couldn't tell if I was in danger or not. I remember going, right, okay, we will walk on the on the road to get back because at least there's street lamps and Geraldo says right that's fine what so we got so we got up okay looked back over which was the stupidest thing I could have done and there it was at the bottom of the steps (laughs) your face it's it's still a black mass sort of like not like smoke more like a cloud it was tall enough that it was halfway up the steps the top of it was at the 20th step and there it was just smoldering I could see it better because it was lit up by the street lamp. I remember looking for a face or something, anything, any feature to figure out what the fuck this thing was, but I couldn't see anything. There was no face nor features, but I knew it was looking at us. That's the terrifying thing. I didn't tell Geraldo that I was staring at it. He turned around to ask me for a lighter. I gave it to him. He lit up a cigarette. He looked. Geraldo Geraldo then shat himself and started running again. Understandable. So I did the same. Now, we're on the main road, and we were running down until we got to the entrance of the village. We ran until we put enough headway between us and that fucking bridge. We get towards the welcome to the village sign, and at this point, I think, I can't run anymore. If it's going to get us, it's going to get me, but I'm having a cigarette if I'm going out. So I decided I'm going to stop and have a cigarette, and Geraldo stopped because he needed a break. I said, what in the shit is this? I look back up towards the bridge which we were now half a mile away from, but we could still see back there. And it was on the bridge. It was standing on the bridge in the middle of the road. It was now eclipsing the street lamp. It was as tall as the street lamp, and the light couldn't get past it. What the fuck? And I went, no, not having that. No, 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 no. So we just walked. We got we got the fuck out of there. We walked across this little field that was towards my house. We got in my house, panicked a little bit, and tried to figure out what in the fuck we just saw. We eventually decided we must have made whatever it was up. It was safer to assume that 
than what the hell we saw that night. I tried to speak to Geraldo the next day, and he wouldn't. He just he just said leave it. His mom picked him up, and that was it. The night scared the other shit out of me, but I still always wanted to know what the fuck it was. When I saw Geraldo a few months later, I brought it up to him. He refused to speak about it. When I tried to ask him, let's figure it out, he got angry about me asking. So I said, okay, right, whatever, we'll leave it. But he felt so scared about whatever the fuck we saw that night that he would rather just lock it away in the depths of his memory than to talk about it. I have wondered for many years what the fuck that thing was. So, like, when, like, the first description of it, like, very tall black mass that moves. My first thought was, of course, a D&D monster, a shambling mound, which is just a large amount of either, like, plants or people, body parts, um, all mushed together, and this thing, like, crawl moves. So that's what I envisioned until Disgusting. he said that it was made of smoke, maybe? Not, like, not smoke, but, like, something cloud-like. I don't know what it is, and that upsets me. Yeah, but I uh, he actually sent me, like, a Google link to, like, Google Maps of where exactly this thing happened. Okay. I was like, oh, Jesus, fuck. So the area that this happened in is, of course, in, in England. It's, um, it's, it's like, a little ways outside of London-ish. Yeah. Um, it's just pagan, Celtic, old lands. Well, yeah, but I can't even think of, like, what kind of monster that right. would be from any kind of pagan lore. Right. Like, I tried looking into it, like, shadow monster, like, nothing. I couldn't find anything. I have never heard of anything like this. Nothing. I I'll tried have, looking into it. I couldn't find anything. I'll have to ask some of my, like, old school, like, long-term practitioners friends and see if they know anything. Yeah, because I was like, what that, the fuck? that has to be summoned. Like, that has to be something not normal. Obviously, something. but it has like to be something bad. Woo! I would just simply unalive myself. I would just not absolutely know. Like I don't even know where to go from here. Like, <laughs> like my life has like no meaning now. Like what the fuck? Like what kind of cryptid is that? I need to know because yes, it's it's so cryptid. It's yeah. something. I hate it. It's only up from it. here, my guy. All right. That was that's it. that's it. So that's the Salty Speculation Podcast. Jay is a wonderful human being. Jay, thank you so much for uh showing me, I guess. I guess I should thank you. I don't know at this point. I'm still I wondering uh either. for sharing the story with me and uh yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. All right, here's All right, last here's one. my last one. Okay. Yeah, gotta give myself a little shake. Ugh. In the early 90s, I had recently graduated from high school and was making a living doing my best to make it out of the out in the world on my own. I moved into a small, unassuming two-bedroom rental house in Cedar Rapids, Indiana, with a couple of buddies of mine, and within three months, we uh, ended up breaking the lease and moving out, leaving our security deposit behind. The house, okay. which was acquired by the landlord after an elderly woman had passed away, also contained a semi-furnished basement that was set up like an apartment, complete with a kitchenette, a bathroom, a bedroom, and an empty space that could have been used as a living room. The neatest thing about the basement was this massive shower in the bathroom, which had a similar square footage to a full garden shed. Literally, you could probably fit 12 to 15 people in the shower room. It was massive, and it seemed really out of place. Uh... Ew, okay. That, in my true crime brain, is not a shower room. It's a murder room. Well, that to me was like, that's the laundry room that they just stuck a shower head in. 
See, that's probably the healthier response. Is it just a yeah? Because I don't do true crime, so here we are. <laughs> Fair. God. Okay. My buddies took up residence in the upstairs bedrooms while I agreed to reside in the roomy basement apartment. One night, as we were still early into our first month, we decided to explore the attic, which was accessed by a set of drop-down stairs from the ceiling in the stairwell leading to the basement. Being as I had recently started dating a beautiful woman, who is now my wife of 27 years, congratulations, that's adorable. Oh my god, that's so nice! I'm so jealous! I want a wife! Okay. (laughs) One day, I believe. One day. Okay. Oh, so recently... As I started dating a beautiful woman who's now my wife of 27 years and full of testosterone, I was more than willing to be the first up the creature <laughs> stairs and climb into the attic to demonstrate my ba- bravery. <laughs> get it. This. Fucking get it. Oh, this my God. Beautiful. Jesus. I love it. Okay. Oh, uh, fuck addicts, my dude. No, absolutely not. There's Ooh. not enough testosterone in the world that would make me. All right. Fun fact. I'm supposed to have an attic uh, access in my apartment, and I don't. So you're, you're welcome. I don't know. I don't know why that just popped into my head, but I'm supposed to have it, and I don't. So here we are. Do, 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 I'd be thankful. Yeah, I don't. I don't want it. I don't mine's want a, it. Mine's in my closet. Yeah, I hate I it. I saw okay, it. go ahead. Yeah, no. <laughs> so the attic was relatively barren, except for a small ceramic bowl with a golf ball-sized rock on the inside of it on the floor inside the opening in the ceiling. The fuck. We all made jokes of what the rock and bowl were there for and how odd it was, but ultimately we exited the attic and never really went up there again. I got cold chills already just because a fucking bowl with a rock in it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's could have been a mortar pestle, you know? Like, Okay. It was shortly after that night I started experiencing odd things in the house. Oh, you after fucked taking- up. Yeah. After taking my laundry over to my parents' house one afternoon, I brought it all back to the house that evening. My buddies were enthralled with a new game on the Sega Genesis. Oh, oh. we're this is okay. We're yeah, really it's the nineties. Okay, I have my Sega Genesis still. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. I all right, go don't ahead. know where mine is. Ugh. And being eager myself to join them, I remember opening the door to the basement and literally just throwing my bag of laundry down the stairs, which only made it about halfway down before landing in the middle of the steps and, like, rolling the rest of the way oh, and disappearing my... into the darkness of the floor. Yeah, you got that testosterone all right. Jesus. That's, that sounds right for an early 20s male. Okay, that's fine. Later that night, I was retiring for the evening. I again opened the door to the basement and noticed that the light from the utility closet, which was in the back part of the basement behind the stairs, was shining through the open slats of its door and displaying a series of multiple shadows and lights on the floor in perfectly straight lines. Nobody else had been down there in the basement, let alone had a need to venture into the vacant utility room. I'm absolutely confident that that light was not on earlier in the evening when I threw my laundry down the stairs. While I felt it odd, I simply turned the light off by uh, pulling the like beaded silver cord before crawling back into bed and going to sleep. That gave me a cold chill. I don't know the, why. All right. I hope you picked cord. up your laundry before you nah. went to bed. Nah. Uh, I don't know. I did say. <sighs> a few weeks later, my then girlfriend, now wife, was staying over, and during the middle of the night, I was awoken by the sound of sleep by a sound sleep of what I thought was her kissing me. I already hate it. I don't even know where we're going, and I hate it. I don't know where we're going, and I don't know if I wanna know where we're going. I clearly began kissing her back, and then <gasps> the kissing just stopped abruptly. I said something along the lines of "Why just stop?" and she didn't reply. I reached over to her side of the bed, and she was sound asleep with her back turned toward me. 
Oh my god. Oh, I'm going to die. Suddenly in the bathroom, which was only about 12 feet away from my bed, the water started running in the shower. I sat upright in bed, but being that we were in the basement at nighttime, I couldn't see a thing but inky darkness. The shower ran for roughly 30 seconds before I finally said hello. Shortly after that, the water stopped. A little concerned at everything that just happened, I shook my girlfriend awake. We turned the lights on and found nothing out of the ordinary other than a recently used shower full of water droplets. I'm gonna die. Bro, you made out with a ghost and then she went and took a shower. She was like, ew, it's gross. I'm, I'm not okay over here. Oh, okay. Finally, a week or two after the shower incident, my girlfriend and her good friend were over to the house, but my roommates were not there at the time. The TV was on and the girls were watching a recorded Garth Brooks concert while I was scurrying around the house trying to get ready for all of us uh, to go out for the night. Uh, that's cute. Uh, oh my god. That's really cute. Oh my god, I'm so glad. Uh, thank you. I needed that in the story. Okay. All the right. Garth Brooks concert? Garth Brooks concert. I mean, if you're not doing that in the 90s, what are you doing? All right. True fact. We had a heavy ceramic bowl full of peanut M&Ms sitting on top of the TV, and as I passed in front of the screen, I playfully stopped and blocked their view on purpose. The girls were voicing their displeasure and shouting for me to get out of the way. We're watching Garth Brooks! Get out of the way! What? Behind me, the bowl of M&Ms literally jumped off the TV and landed on the floor, spilling peanut M&Ms all over the living room. That ghost was mad. She wanted to watch Garth Brooks. (laughs) She was upset. She's upset with you. She's like, you're blocking my view, bitch. She was right. Get out of the way. We all stopped and stared, eyes wide and jaws dropped. We quickly grabbed our shit and got the hell out of that house. Obviously, being still relatively young and inexperienced with incidents like this, I was really unsure of what to do. We all moved out abruptly and never had any more experiences happen during that process. If this were to happen to me today, I would have stayed and seriously started trying to document the activity. So that is why I now go to investigate locations with a strong reputation for being haunted. I don't feel as if I'm looking for answers, but I definitely am looking to have similar experiences while being more mentally prepared to handle it. Because I now simply find it to be fascinating. So there's my story of why I go and hang out at old creepy buildings. And that is from Mikhail at Senseless Spirits. Okay. He made out with a ghost. Why was the peanut M&M's flying off the TV the limit, but not making out with a ghost? That would have been mine. Oh, you're damn right. No. As soon as, like, ghost tongue? No, I'm good. Ghost See you later. <laughs> I'm good. See you later, man. And I don't want to be here anymore. <sighs> oh, my God. Ghost that, tongue. Or I would have just been insulted that the ghost, like, went straight to the shower. To rinse her mouth out. Yeah, Blech. like, fucking rude, lady. Or man. Fucking rude. Yeah, you could have made out with a man ghost. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. We don't Very judge. Very true. Don't know or judge, but Woo! making out with ghosts is pretty, pretty hoof. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, oh boy. Oh boy. I'm starting to regret this decision. No, this of... is the greatest decision we've ever made. You <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> this is the best thing that we've ever done. Oh my God. I, I'm really looking forward to the day that we get like crazy... Uh, sleep paralysis demon stories because those fuck me up for weeks and I i'm looking em. forward to it i met somebody who had sleep paralysis i was like hey i'm so sorry here's my card write me a story <laughs> and they didn't so i was like fuck damn it send me <gasps> some stuff bitch oh, yeah man. so that's all right people people got lives we got shit going on she i mean that's, going that's on. very true 
Everybody yeah. has things that are happening. So I understand. Oh, boy. It's going to yeah. be. Oh, this is a time. This is super fun. Thank you to everybody who spent sending their stories. That yes. was great. Thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it. We have so much fun because we like we don't read the stories when they get sent in. No. But if they get sent to me on Instagram, I unfortunately, you know, read them. So I read yeah. those stories off. So like we don't know each other's stories. So that's our yeah. reactions are legitimate. So yes, which makes it a lot more fun. And sometimes like today, I didn't even fully read these stories. So they were kind of a surprise to me too, which I think is actually really fun. But here we are. Here we are. It was a good time. Okay. It's a spooky time. Spooky woo-woo time. Ooh. All right, we're going to do it again in five episodes. Yay! I'm excited. I'm looking cool. forward to it. So maybe send us your stories. We'll have a Gettysburg story to tell. <gasps> I really hope so. We'll see. I'm so excited. I we'll can't see. even handle it. We'll see what recording equipment I can get. <laughs> maybe, maybe Blake. No, oh, Blake. Blake has like two of everything. We'll just ask That's him what true. he's got. Blake has some stuff. I'm sure. Yeah. So we'll Blakey be hitting up Gettysburg for my birthday. Ah! It's going to be great. Okay. That'll be fun. All right. So we're done? We cool? Yeah, I think so. This was, okay. This was great. So if you want to check us out or if you even want to submit some suggestions or even yes. some stories, head over to our website at com. We have a contacts page and there's a little box right there. Hell, it's like story submissions, suggestions, yes. and you could even submit your stories there if you want. Or you can shoot yeah. us an email at her at gmail.com. We also have merch. You can check out, check out our cool merch. Yeah. I still have to, when I get paid, I'm going to buy some leggings. Um, at yeah. com. Woo. And then you can also follow us on our social media accounts, Instagram and Twitter at H-H-I-B-K-H podcast. If you get on Instagram, you're going to get me. And if you go on Twitter, you're going to get Zoe. Okay, I'm done. Now okay. I drank my whole beer. Okay. Beautiful. I'm so proud. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Haunt her. I barely know her. <laughs> oh, my God. Or that ghost tongue. That was making out? Yeah. Yeah, ghost tongue. They didn't even exchange names. Rude.